I seen that comment um of the Scissor Sisters. Apologies now, I can't remember who said the comment, but it was that they just said called them the Scissor Sisters because that was a popular band at the time. I know, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, I can't believe that was the reason. <laughs> I was like, "That is a pathetic reason." Yeah, to call them the Scissor Isn't Sisters. It? Anyway, anyway, warning. Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing we go. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Trez, what are you drinking? I am drinking my favourite Pucka vanilla chai. What are you drinking today, Mariam? I am drinking my Marks and Spencer's sleepy tea because I'm going to bed straight after this. Mm, sleepy tea. Hopefully I won't have nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried it That's yet? What's the problem with you? No, I don't we have it over here is it the one with the valerian in it yeah no i don't know do we have that uh what mm. about your me time um for me time i'm putting on the origins charcoal mask mm-hmm. i got a big set it was on offer as like a christmas offer set with like oh it was such good value um it was like i buy their little salicylic acid it's like um it's just called the origins spot remover mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know, like 14 quid or something like that. Uh-huh. And the box was like 16 quid or something and had like five extra products in it w- along oh, wow. with the item that I wanted. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah. Um. So it came with the charcoal mask, which I know that I already like. What are you doing for your me time? For my me time, I have got my L'Oreal LV Purple Reviving Mask in. Oh. I put some little... I put some highlights in my hair the other day. It was very dark and you could see my grey hair. My grey is popping through. What do you mean it was dark? Oh no, it was dark so you put highlights in. Okay. So I put a few highlights in but they went a little bit yellowish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like toning it down a bit. You're so brave doing that at home. I don't put in that many my hair. Used to it by now. I am used to it. My hair is pretty, it's not really that blonde anymore. It's more dark but I don't like it to be mm. too dark. I don't suit it that much. Okay, I try this. Today we are going to continue the case of Harold Jones recommended to us by our Patreon supporter yeah thank you for the recommendation I'd never heard of it no I had never heard of it either um, thank you Vicky Thomas it's going well I hope we're doing you justice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. okay Tres can you recap us um, oh my goodness Harold Jones 15 year old boy we're in 19 are we still in 1906 we're in 1921. What? Yeah. I didn't think we were in 1906. He was born in 1906. Ah, okay. We're in 1921. Mm-hmm. Um, he works in a store. Mortimer's. Mortimer's store. Um, a little girl in the community comes over to buy some chicken feed and she's last seen at the store and unfortunately ends up in it found deceased in an alley um a while later uh, harold is put on trial but is found innocent mm-hmm. 
Um, I think because he's just so young and people just couldn't fathom that he could do something like this and that there's perhaps some stranger out there who really did do it. They just haven't caught. Yeah. Um, so he's been released. He um, went, had a big celebration. He has a lot of supporters mm-hmm. that have been following yeah. the trial. So yeah. people really believe in him. And so then it's 17 days later, which I cannot believe it's only 17 days later. He, um, it looks like he's about to maybe commit another crime, um, on the neighbor's child who is what age, sorry? 11. Do we have her, her name? Florence Little. In the last episode, I was trying to put you off track. Did you think that he was nerve? Did you think that he was guilty or innocent? I didn't think he did it because it just seemed like I don't know where kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so I did. I threw you off. Didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel like there was enough evidence. But then obviously, but then as soon as I said I thought he was innocent, I was like, well, story can't stop here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So then I was like, it, I thought he was innocent, but then I was like, wait, he can't be innocent. <laughs> But I can see how they maybe thought he was. Yeah. People back then were a bit more, not naive, but they wanted to believe in, especially in a boy, young boy. I know. He probably just never had had a crime like that with someone so young. Yeah, right. Let's pick back off. Thank you. So 11-year-old Florence Little, the neighbor, was playing hopscotch outside. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, we are jumping right in to brutality, so... Uh-oh. If you don't want to listen to this type of violence, I don't know, find another podcast. <laughs> like, oh, God. Okay. Well, not every episode is like no, this. No, not but... every episode. Yeah. But, I mean, they're mostly murder episodes, for sure. Yeah. When Harold lured... Lured? Lured? When Harold lured Florence into his house on the pretext of asking her to perform an errand for his family. Once inside the empty Jones's home, and the door was closed, Harold immediately grabbed Florence by the neck, shoved her to oh. the ground, and partially strangled her. Harold then stood up and dragged Florence to the kitchen. Harold left the kitchen, but quickly returned with a plank of wood, and repeatedly what? smacked her over the head and temple. What? Next, Harold grabbed Florence's hair and pulled her up to the sink. He lay her head and neck over the sink and then took out his father's pocket knife and slit her across the throat. What the actual hell? Who is this little psycho? I know. Where did he get these ideas? It's 1920. What? what? You don't even have movies like this to blame it on. Or Grand Theft Auto. It was just coming. This is coming from him. (gasps) Compulsion. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Harold then tightly wrapped up Florence's bleeding head and neck with a grey shirt. Yeah. <sighs> Harold was... Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. He totally took off her head? No. Like, I think it was just, like, profusely no. bleeding. Okay, you slit her throat. Yeah. Okay. And this is inside his family's home. In the family kitchen, yes. Not really thinking this through. No, he's not. He's really a mess, Okay. Harold was then able to carry the body up to the attic to hide. <gasps> he then went downstairs and washed all the blood stains he could find, including the sink, 
the walls, the floor, and the entrance to the hatch for the attic. Oh, Harold looked down and noticed that he too was covered in blood. So when he was done, oh, he hopped in the bath. While bathing, Florence's Florence Little's mom, Elsie, concerned she hadn't seen her child in a few hours, knocked on the Joneses front door. She waited. But there was no answer. She knocked again. Harold answered, his hair still wet from the bath. Elsie asked Harold, have you seen my daughter Florence? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Harold told her that yeah, Florence was here earlier and had left since out the back. A few hours later, the Littles were totally panicked and contacted the police at 11.15pm. Right away, the police started house-to-house searches, as well as nearby woods and mountains were searched by police and hundreds of local volunteers, including Harold Jones. (gasps) I hate when they get involved in the search. They almost all always do it. Oh, yeah. Harold was questioned by the police as to whether he had seen Florence on the day of her disappearance. Harold repeated the same lie he had earlier recited to Florence's mother, Elsie. At 8.30am the next morning, Mr. Jones's father, Philip, allowed the police to search the family home. Mr. Jones was comfortable with this as, of course, Florence had been playing with their daughter, Flossie. Harold was not so comfortable with the police in the house. And while the police weren't watching, he slinked out of the house during the investigation. As the police made their way up through the house, they got to the attic trap door. (gasps) Oh, Harold, you're in deep shit, Harold. Around the edges, they could clearly see red smears. It looked like someone had tried to clean blood away. The police pulled down the attic door and climbed in. There, he could see 11-year-old Florence's dead body stretched out across the wooden rafters. The police returned down from the attic and informed Mr. and Mrs. Jones that the neighbour child, Florence, was murdered and dead in their attic. Immediately, Mr. Jones... You'd have a a heart attack. Oh, wouldn't you? If you were told that news, that is so... Immediately, Mr. Jones stormed out of his property. He found Harold in a nearby street chatting with his friend. <gasps> Mr. Jones grabbed his boy and placed him under a citizen's arrest. He did that to, to his... His father did yeah, that? He, father went out and grabbed him. Wow. Yeah. Philip took Harold back to the police at the Jones's house, where he was placed under formal arrest. Police intensified the search of the house and were able to discover a blood-stained pocket knife the one Harold had used, a small saucepan filled with a mixture of blood and water under the very sink which Harold had cut the throat. Oh, he hadn't got rid I of know, that. No, he's 15. I know. He doesn't want to clean up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Police found the bloodstained plank of wood measuring 19 inches in length hidden under the family boiler. Oh, for God's sake. And a bloodstained table close to the entrance to the attic. So he obviously like set her on there or something like fuck. When news of Harold's arrest for for the suspected murder of another young girl spread to the local public, an irate crowd of approximately 500 people gathered outside the local police station, demanding 
Harold's immediate release. Wait, 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 wait. What I was going to say, Rhea Jean, yeah. what? I believe he didn't do it. How charismatic is this 15-year-old boy? <laughs> Why does he have them all brainwashed under a spell? What? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> it's in the house. There's so much evidence in the house. I know. God, I'm so confused by that. I know. I mean, yeah, I know. They're just like, oh, they're doing it again. They're going to try and get our Harold. Oh. In response to the crowd, the superintendent addressed saying, I have found the body of the child in the attic of Harold Jones, foully murdered. Mm-hmm. And I have arrested Harold Jones. Yeah, what do you say to that? <laughs> I know, right? I think this is all I can tell you. And it would help us if you disperse and go to your homes. Now, this case is actually a bit of a hometown, or I guess it is a hometown case. So, Vicky, mm-hmm. our Patreon, oh, uh-huh, who recommended this case, mm-hmm. we were chatting on Patreon, and she says that, you know, the way she's a vet, or a veterinarian yeah. nurse, right? And she obviously mm-hmm. works at a vet animal hospital thing. Her job, like, where she works is the actual mm-hmm. flat where Harold had hid Florence. No. Lit. Yeah. No, no, yep. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I'm going to feel <laughs> What? Are you shitting me? No. That, yeah, we were chatting about it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. That's for all the little animals. That's where, oh, God. That's where she saved the guinea pig. No. Oh, She's turning that place around. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so she works there. I would not want to be there alone. Oh, oh, do you think it's haunted? Oh, I didn't even think to ask her if it's haunted. I'm like, it's creepy. It is. It is haunted. Oh. Do you think it's haunted by well. animals as well? Use <laughs> <laughs> the nice animals. Maybe. <gasps> Maybe oh my Florence God. can play with the little animals. <laughs> I'm going to write a children's book, I swear. <laughs> wow. Florence and the guinea pig. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> I'm sure people get that. Oh, God. Okay. That's what the book will be called. Florence and the guinea pig. Oh. Yeah. That's what it will be called. On the 11th of July, an inquest into the death of Florence Little was formally opened, conducted by the same deputy coroner who testified to the jury that Florence Little had bled to death from the wound oh to her God. throat. Oh I know. Ah, poor little thing. That's why there was so much oh. blood. Oh, God. Harold took copious notes of these facts and later testimonies during the trial. The inquest jury also heard testimony from Elsie Little, who swore that when she had knocked at the Joneses' residence on the date of her daughter's disappearance, it had taken Harold, the only person in the house, a full two minutes to answer the door. Oh. Uh, with the explanation he had been bathing while she had called. She went on mm. to tell the jury that when she asked Harold whether she had, he had seen her daughter, he had smiled and said, Flory's been here, but she went through the back. The inquest was adjourned and the jury reached a unanimous verdict of willful murder. Oh, please. After just 30 minutes. what? Willful murder. Like, not uh, accidental. Uh, Yes, yes. After just 30 minutes of deliberation. So they find him guilty. Well, this is like the inquest. So I got confused of what an inquest was. Oh. 
And then, because oh, it was right. like an inquest, then a trial, then an inquest, and then a trial. And I was like, what the okay. fuck's an inquest? Is the inquest to see, is it worth a trial? Is that what I think it's like a pre-trial. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't really understand. When Harold was asked if he wanted to comment in relation to his verdict and having to, again, Maybe stand it's like, trial oh, for a child perfect. murder. Yeah, I don't know what an inquest is. I was going to say, is it? Is it to decide what they're charging him with or something? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but doesn't doesn't that happen sometimes mid trial? What they change or like at the end of a trial? Or I don't. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Mm, Somebody yeah. will tell us in the comments. I think. <laughs> uh huh. When Harold was asked if he wanted to comment in relation to in relation to this verdict and having to again stand trial for a child murder. Harold jumped to his feet and proclaimed his innocence. Alright. After his outburst, he was again detained and taken to prison to await trial. A few days later, there was a blimp, blip of confusion when on the 14th of July, the investigation team received a semi-literate note, allegedly from the killer. Oh my god. The author described himself as Duffy, a 46-year-old Irish man. How dare you? Active in the militant Sinn Féin movement. Oh! Mm-hmm. Apparently he's in... What has that got to do with anything? He's in Wales what killing 11, 11-year-old girls. Yeah, yeah. like, w- create something that's plausible. <laughs> uh, and he wrote, you know I mean? the letter read, I think it very right to kill all I can of England lad and girls. Oh, that's why he's making him... Yeah. Detectives were able to see through the pathetic confession and dismissed the letter as a hoax. Yeah. Authorities indicted Harold for murder on July 22nd. And obviously it was Harold who wrote it. Obviously, yes. I don't think he, I don't think he admitted to it. Like he's 15, like they still have that, like magical thinking. Like they Mm. think that they're special, they can get away with things. Oh no. It was while in prison that Harold for- formally confessed to the murder of Florence Little via a written statement dated the 17th of September, 1921. So this is all in the same year. Jesus This is his confession. I, Harold Jones, do confess that I willfully and deliberately murdered Florence Irene Little on the 8th of July, causing her to die without preparation to meet her God. The reason for doing so being a desire to kill. I'm shocked that he actually did that. Yeah, I have a theory why he did it, but I'll I'll say it in a minute. About a month later, on the 1st of November 1921, Harold's second murder trial began. The prosecution argued that this murder had been committed due to the fact that Harold had enjoyed being part of the public eye. Due to the attention he had received following his arrest and acquittal of Frida Burnell's murder weeks earlier, adding that he had made evident attempts to conceal evidence of the crime within his home after the murder. And I was like, I don't understand how he wants the attention, but then he hid the murder. Like, I don't understand this line of logic. No, that doesn't make sense to me. The the whole trial lasted just one hour. Harold, Harold was still under 16. And by a mere two months, 
So he narrowly escaped the hangman's noose only by virtue <gasps> of his age. Yeah. God, they were hanging 16-year-olds back then. They Holy shit. That's a bit, bit intense. I'm like, he confessed because he needed to... Because if he didn't confess, he could end up losing. He would have turned, turned 16. 16. He could lose and be hung. So, <sighs> yeah, I think that's why he confessed. It's hard smart enough. Mm-hmm. The death penalty. Do you know when it was abolished in England? God, no. Probably way too late. Yes. You want to make a stab? What, give me a guess. Uh, like... I get, these people are... The 60s or something? Yeah. Good guess. 19... I think I read that before. 1965. Yeah. Because I remember reading it and thinking, what fuck? <laughs> yeah, like there's people... But then, sure, I mean, it's still in some places in America, so... Yeah, but they're different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, okay. <laughs> but that means that like, people, like, you know, remember it being abolished. Like, there's still people alive today, oh, old enough. Oh, that would enough, be amazing. Right? Yeah. Remember it being, wow. like... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, instead of yeah. getting the death penalty, obviously, he was given life. Shortly after, Harold was escorted to prison to begin his sentence. A second written statement was read aloud to the court. This statement, also penned prior to his trial, read, I, Harold Jones, willfully and deliberately murdered Frida Burnell in Mortimer's <gasps> shed. Yes. On the 5th of February, 1921. The reason for this act was a desire to kill. Wow. Yay, he confessed. Oh, I'm so shocked. Mm -hmm. Why did he confess to that one? Guilt, I suppose. I don't know. I think so. I think it's like, I'm going down for this. I want everyone to know that I took two girls. That's what I think it is. (laughs) I think he's a prick. He is a prick. Mm-hmm. In the end, Harold was released after 20 years. <gasps> yeah. What? Well, he got life. And so life is like you get parole at 20 and obviously he's 15. So he's going to get paroled after 20 years. Oh, my God. He's still going to be quite young. Yeah, he got out when he was 35. Fuck me. Uh, <clears throat> he was released after 20 years against the recommendations of his psychiatrist. Huh, okay. Mm-hmm. He was interesting. He was 35 with no skills or job lined up, so he joined the Merchant Navy. After World War II, he relocated to London using the alias Harry Stevens. He later married and fathered a child. Harold. What? Yeah. Harold died of cancer. Oh, child of the uh, first. Uh huh. Harold died of cancer on the 2nd of January. 1971, age 64. Oh, he actually died kind of young. Yeah, it is quite young. It is quite young. At the time of his but death... But still, he lived a whole life. Yeah. Well, not a whole life, but you know. But our story doesn't end there. A number of what? investigators believe that Harold Jones to be likely the perpetrator of the Hammersmith nude murders. Stop. Yeah, because he moved to London. <gasps> After the war, the serial killer who battered and strangled female sex workers in the mid-1960s, London, known in the media as Jack the Stripper, was never caught. These these theories have become stronger since Harold's death. And the ripple effect of the aftermath that happened after the convictions 
Shortly after the murder convictions, Herbert Mortimer closed his shop and relo- relocated with his family from Albertilly. Yeah, pretty bad for business. Yeah, right? According to family and friends, this decision was made due to both the ostracization from his local community. Oh, but it's not his fault. Well, the locals were not happy that Mortimer gave false testimony. Oh, did, wait, wait, wait. Yeah? Wait. Oh, the way he said. Oh. He said, oh, I, I heard Harold working in the store and then he went to deliver potatoes and he didn't. So he moved because of ostracization from the community, but also Mortimer felt guilt and shame over the whole thing himself. Because mm, the second girl died. Yeah. Mm. His false testimony. But he probably genuinely thought he was just protecting the boy. I think The boy so. has his whole life ahead of him, and he thinks that some stranger did it. Yeah. Because, like, Awful. I mean, yeah, you don't suspect. Your employee who's working for you, and you know him, and he's a nice lad. And... Yeah, yeah. Both Frida Burnell and Florence Little were buried in Brithnell Cemetery. In 2018, the girls' dilapidated graves were restored after local fundraising. So the girls can be remembered forever. Oh my god, so sad. And that is the, the murders of Frida Burnell and Florence Little by serial killer, mm. maybe? Harold Jones. Mm, question mark. And like later in life, the he did he didn't get into trouble at all. No, nope. never again. Hmm. Huh. It's really hard to know, isn't it? Thank you, Vicky Thomas, for your good recommendation. It's nice to cover yes, some some you. stories from Wales. Yeah. And I can't believe of the personal connection there. I know. Yeah. Bring your. Cannot believe that. Yeah, bring some holy that water is and sage and, like, I don't know what you need to bring. Dice, Spirit box. <laughs> Bye. Are we done? All right. I suppose we you guys. Bye. See you on the next one. Bye. Oh, like and review and subscribe and rate. Yes. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.